0: I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation.
1: KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation, sponsored by Dudley DeBocher, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm an aging George Faust. In case you haven't noticed, I got, a, I got an added uh, member of my wardrobe. He's Karaski Melvin
0: okay hey you're <laughs> young at heart we'll give you that you're young at heart tonight on the show we're good. going to look back on the raging cajuns loss, 39 24 to southern miss we'll also hear from cajun head coach michael Degemo and the players on how the team
1: is reacting to the outcome that's right plus i'll have a chat with ul headman's basketball coach bob marlin about the upcoming season but first sunbelt conference football southern miss and UL, both winners of their last two games heading into Thursday night's contest. Coach Dez, USM coach Will Hall, former Cajun assistant, meeting up on the gridiron. A fired up Southern Miss squad scored 20 points in the opening period, held off a second half rally for the 39 24 win over the Cajuns in a nationally televised Sunbelt Conference game at MM Roberts Stadium in uh, Hattiesburg. The Cajuns are now 4 and 4, 2 and 3. They trailed 20 to 5 after the first quarter, 29 11 at halftime, before getting back into the contest 32 24 when Terrence Williams scored from one yard out with about 312 remaining in the game.
0: But after Louisiana forced a punt with 215 remaining, Natron Brooks iced the game with a 52 yard interception return for a touchdown with a minute 14 to go in regulation. Louisiana got a career high six receptions for Michael Jefferson for 179 yards. That's the ninth most in a single game in Raging Cajun's history. However, the Cajuns turned the ball over a season high four times, which led to 17 USM points while falling to 1 and 24 all time in Hattiesburg. Ben Woolrich, quarterback, who was 21 for 46 for a career high 336 yards and two touchdowns would connect with Jefferson on a 63-yard TD pass down the left sideline to cut Louisiana's deficit to 29-11 with 3.39 remaining in the half before finding John Stevens Jr. for a 9-yard strike in the third period
1: to get the Cajuns to within 29-17. Louisiana would record 439 yards of total offense man, if you could just erase that first quarter, uh, including 262 in the second half while holding USM to 55 yards of total offense in the final 30 minutes head coach Michael Desimo talking about the quality of his team after this tough loss.
2: That was the thing. They they made some big plays early. Um, and got us, you know, got us behind a little bit. And offensively, you know, we made some big plays down the stretch, but you know. Turnovers, you know, we've talked about it a 100 times. You just you can't turn the ball over gets a good team and expect to win so. You know, it just kind of it makes you it it makes you sick for our players because you know as the head coach it's your job to manage these turnarounds and things like that and certainly the turnovers and some of the the big plays early I, I don't I obviously didn't do a very good job of uh, of having us ready to go um, at the beginning the thing I'll say about this though is that team that we have on our sideline the entire game they were in it they were pulling for each other um, they've got no quit in them and. Uh, you know, they they we have a special group of kids, and you know, it just it makes you sick when it kind of goes like that because you just feel like if we start a little faster, you know, you can have a different game. Like coming out, it felt like we we're ready to play early. Truthfully, uh, felt like we were in a good spot. You know, warm ups, all that stuff, just kind of the way the week went. Uh, we prepared really well. Um, you know, just kind of came out and just gave up some big ones early, and on offense, you know, really turned it over early. Uh, and and it, was, it just ended up being too much to come back from in the end. I, I felt like we were in a good spot, but certainly we're going to have to go back and and look at things because we have another five day turnaround coming up here in a couple of weeks. So we, we gotta we gotta work on some things and, and and find a way to get better at this process. Uh, every team is different, you know, and, and we we did it pretty much the way that we've done it in the past. We, um, you know, we did a little more ball security than we did in the past, even though it doesn't look like it. Uh, but you know, every team is different and we got to figure out what works better for this team. I felt like in this game, you know, I certainly didn't see it going this way score wise and, and things like that. Um, I did feel like we'd better run the ball a little bit more effectively early than we did. Um, and they had a good line for us and they made some good plays. But yeah, I, I felt like we get the turnover plus side of the field. Don't waste the opportunity uh, to try to go for it. Had a play that we felt good about, um, you know, and obviously just, uh, you know, didn't get it done right there. and the way I felt like this game would go, felt like defensively, we'd be able to get some stops right there. And really defensively we did, you know, other than a couple of big plays that kind of, they they made and kind of ran with. So, you know, it, it's one of those deals you've just felt like in the moment, man, we could capture it, we could get this fourth down um, and we'd be in really good shape to go down there and take the lead and get off to a fast start. But. Uh, Certainly not the way it happened. Their offensive line played really well. You know that they they came off the football, and I mean you have to give these guys credit. Now, I mean they came out and they played really well. Um, the wildcat stuff's a little different. You know when you play that much wildcat because it's really, you know they're they've got an extra they've got an extra person. You know essentially when you run wildcat because everybody's blocking for the quarterback runs. Um, so you know they gave us some trouble with that. We made some adjustments at halftime, and I thought you know Coach Morgan did a good job with it. And our players. You know, we won a lot of one-on-ones in the second half. We were getting off the blocks. Uh, where early on, you know, we're getting covered up a little bit, and, and their back's a really good player. You know, we knew that going into it. I thought he was really patient. He was physical when he finished runs. And, you know, uh, there weren't a lot of knockback tackles. You know, it was falling forward, especially early. And and those are things that, you know, those dirty, dirty yards, the two or three extra dirty yards, They it adds up, you know, as you go through it. so. You know, I think our our coaches and our players did a good job making some adjustments at halftime um, and executing better at halftime. But like I said, it was just a little uh, little bit too much early. Yeah, they've got a good pass rush package, um, and we knew that if it got into, you know, we felt like our third down plan was good. We had some ways to protect it to help with some chips and things like that. Uh, But when you get in that many two-minute situations, you got a lot of one-on-ones, and they did a good job. You know, I mean, they put a bunch of pass rushers on the field, and those guys, or pretty relentless, you know, and they've, they've got, you know, they've got good pass rushers. Those guys play well. And on the back end, you know, they did a pretty good job whenever they needed to, you know, when they played some zone at the end, let the pass rushers tee off, or we had to hold it a little bit. And, and you know, that's hard whenever you have good pass rushers in that snip situation. A night like that, you know, where you turn it over and, and you have some of those things that happen, you know, it's just, you, you're never completely happy with, with anything that happened there, right? You know, what I mean, uh, there are good spots and everything, but, it's got to be more consistent from the start, you know, all the way across the board, and that's what we're gonna do. We'll get back to it. We'll work on it, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it better next week. You know, we're gonna get back. You know, we'll get back in the film, and we're gonna we're gonna fix the things we got to fix, and uh, you know, we still got we still got some left that we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go try to finish this thing the right way. So, um, you know, tonight, man, it's just tough because you felt like you were kind of building on some momentum, um, and and tonight you came out and and really early on, man, just kind of snowballed on you. So, got to find a way to start faster, and we've got to do a better job protecting the football and eliminate big plays. You know, a lot of stuff that you got to get fixed, so we've got a lot of work to do.
0: Up next is Troy for the Cajuns. We have much more on this loss to Southern Miss when we come back. After the break on Inside Cajun Nation, we'll hear from a couple of players from Louisiana's defense about the contest.
3: This portion of
1: Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. And welcome back to the show. George here, Karraski there. We are guiding you through the avenues of Cajun athletics.
0: It's never a good feeling for any of the fans, coaches, or players when the Raging Cajuns lose, but many of those players know this season has something special. They talked about what's next following Thursday's loss to USM in Hattiesburg.
4: As a whole, for my eyes, we weren't disciplined tonight. We didn't. We weren't disciplined at first. We didn't have the bitty. We should have came out swinging, but we just we got hit in the mouth first. That's just the guy on the truth. We had to recuperate and we had to come back. We, we were too uptight. I told told the guys, me and Zion, we told the guy, let's just calm down and play our game. We we used to this. We do this. Let's just play our game and let's go have fun. No matter what it is, we're gonna always fight to the end. We're gonna finish. We gotta start fast and finish strong. Obviously, we didn't start fast, but we we ended up finishing strong. We did not come out with the win. So we just gotta get back to the drawing boys and get to work. I would I would take my team over them any day over any team any day. I love my brothers. Good skin. They had a good game plan. We also did too. They were able to execute. We were not. We were able, we were able to execute some plays. Some plays we didn't. We just gotta get back to the strong boys and get better. At the end of the day, young, older, you have to keep fighting. No matter what the situation is. It's going to be at the football. You got to keep fighting that life, So you got to keep fighting no matter what it is. That's how we were raised. That's how I was raised. That's how I'm going to teach the young boy.
5: I feel like they did a good job. You know, they did a good job. Uh, runners were patient, you know, very patient. Uh, you know, we could have fitted a lot better, you know, uh, played a lot better as a team. I felt like as the game went on, we picked it up. You know, we learned how to fit the pieces properly, you know, I feel like that gave us a little trouble at first, but you know, halftime adjustments, we learned how to fit it properly, but they did a good job in their scheme. As a defense, you know, I preached on the sideline to keep going, you know, no matter what plays called, no matter what down and distance, we have to execute the defense, you know, but uh, Southern Miss did a good job dialing it up. In a way, you know, you have to, I basically tell the guys, take a deep breath and relax. You know, I feel like some people, sometimes we get a little uptight, you know, you get a little nervous, but you have to realize this is the game we've been playing since we were four years old, you know? but uh. They, they jumped out, you know, they played, they came out, you know, unexpected and they hit us in the mountain, you know. But I feel like as the game went on, we got up off the mat and kept swinging. You know, even though we didn't come out victorious we kept swinging. And I, and I love my team for that, you know, because I preach that. I preach that so much at practice, you know, keep swinging. No matter what it is, what the score is, we're going to keep playing. You know, we're going to keep playing technique. We're going to keep, we're going to keep coming after, you know. And I commend my guys to, you know, they kept going.
1: All right, don't go away. We have much more on Inside Cajun Nation. I I am going to sit down and chat with Bob Marlin, the head basketball coach for the Cajuns. We'll do that next right here on Inside Cajun Nation. We're back in 90 seconds. Well, hi, hello, and welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Everyone, I'm George Faust, pleased to be joined by the head basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Bob Marlin and Coach Marlin, thanks so much for the time. Again, always a pleasure when you uh, stop by and, and talk to us about some hoops. Yeah, I look forward to it every year, George. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's upcoming. Uh, practice is started now. The last time we talked to you, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, what do you like about the way practice is going and, and how the guys are uh, responding to, to what you're asking them to do?
3: Well, we we're fortunate enough to go on a uh, tour this summer and went to Puerto Rico in August. And that was a big benefit. We were able to get guys game experience. We played three games there in Puerto Rico against uh, a second-level pro all-star team. Mm-hmm. And it was a great experience for our young men. And then coming back, we gave them a little bit of extra time off because we went deep into August. And they've worked hard this fall. We've had a really good fall camp to, to date. We're three weeks in. OF SIX WEEKS, AND uh, I WAS TELLING A FRIEND OF MINE THIS MORNING, MIGHT BE THE BEST THREE WEEKS WE'VE HAD, DEFINITELY ONE OF THE TOP TWO IN THE LAST 12 YEARS.
1: AND that, THAT'S IMPRESSIVE, THAT SAYS A LOT, to, and, AND WHEN YOU LOOK AT THIS TEAM, YOU HAVE SOME GUYS ON THIS You got YOU GOT a, SOME EXPERIENCE COMING BACK. I MEAN, I, I LOOKED AT THE ROSTER JUST A FEW MINUTES AGO, AND I, I WAS KIND OF, YOU KNOW, GREG WILLIAMS IS A SENIOR, YOU GOT JORDAN, uh, TALK US ABOUT SOME OF THESE GUYS THAT ARE ON THIS TEAM THAT uh, PEOPLE CAN EXPECT to, TO SEE AND HEAR THEIR NAMES Uh, Being called, Uh,
3: it starts off with Jordan Brown. You know, he possible preseason Player of the Year. Uh, He's the best inside player in our league. We feel like returning, and he did a great job, made All Tournament. And then you have Greg uh, Williams, who made All Tournament last year, really stepped up for us and did a good job there. And Kobe Julian was third team All Conference last year. He didn't play in the tournament due to injury, and we'll have him back for conference. So. Those are three good all-conference candidates for us. And, you know, Jalen Dowcourt's back uh, for a, uh, another year. And Jalen's done a good job for us from Lafayette High. And uh, Joe Charles is doing a great job returning. Uh, Mike Thomas has improved. We went out and signed a couple of guards, Chancellor White early last year, Vince Sagona in the spring, Themis Fulks in the spring. Themis was a the second-team Juco All-American, a really good player. And then late in the summer, George, we picked up two guys we think were crucial. One was Kyron Ratliff from Booker T. Washington in New Orleans and uh, Sean Dumas Academy. And he went in, but he reclassified back to 22. He'd gone to 23 and came back, and we were fortunate to be his first visit and and get him locked down. And he's 6'8", right at 200, and has a bright future. And more importantly, we picked up. A grad transfer from Jackson State that we're high on, uh, Terrence Lewis, a guy that we'd recruited earlier, and he had a really good season last year in conference for those guys. So we like our team. We think we've got got depth at both spots or or, or two spots at all all five positions.
1: Now we've talked about you know when you make those trips, those summertime trips, and things seem to work out pretty good for you later on. Obviously, there's some chemistry issues that you can kind of mend and gel and, and guys get to know each other. And Is there another benefit to doing, doing a trip like that?
3: Well, used to you get 10 practices that other teams don't get in the summer because mm-hmm. we used to not be able to practice in the summer. But now, it's easier uh, uh, to, to get the practices in, so everybody gets those in. But just the camaraderie, uh, traveling to a foreign country, and uh, being a little bit uncomfortable, try to get comfortable in that environment. And certainly the games helped. Uh, we did some off the court exercises as well. Oliver Houston, our strength coach, had the guys doing yoga every morning and stretching early morning. And uh, <laughs> BJ DePlanis, our trainer, had, had a couple of guys, Kobe would being one of them, in the, in the pool running, rehabbing their knees. Uh, we went zip lining, paddle boarding. So there was some activity outside of Basketball as well that that should help.
1: Well, when you look at the schedule, uh, I think we talked about it uh, uh, last time we we sat down and chatted. But uh, you, you've got some you got some fun teams that you, you're going to be playing, and, and obviously Texas. You, you got uh, the conference schedule, which you kind of alluded to with Southern Miss. That that's kind of an interesting dynamic game because it's a kind of a regional rival, and now it's a conference game. Uh, just talk about the schedule and and what you like about how you've set up this year's schedule?
3: Well, we're going to open with Centenary at Home on the 7th uh, of November on a Monday. And then on Friday, we'll play in Asheville, North Carolina in a tournament uh, against Harvard. And Tommy Amaker is the coach there, the former point guard from Mm -hmm. Duke who won a national championship, former head coach at Michigan, Michigan. really good, good coach. And that'll be a good opportunity for us. We'll have a day off in between George. And then we'll play on, on Saturday, winners and losers play. The other game is E-Line in East Tennessee State. So we're going in with a mindset to win this tournament. Both games will be televised on ESPN uh, platform. And that that's a start. We come back home and we play Louisiana Tech. That Thursday here, that game's traditionally been the Saturday after uh, exams in uh, December. So now it, it's... Moved up, and we're going to play. They wanted, they requested to play earlier to get in an MTE for them, so we did that. Uh, Then the following week, we're going to SMU, play there right before Thanksgiving. We come home, and then we go play Drake at Drake, uh, and come back home play Loyola, Loyola of New Orleans. Who was the national defending Chief. national champion? Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're good. Their coach left, and a couple of their players. But they where'd he go? They reloaded.
1: Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> went yeah. to Ole Miss yeah. as an
3: assistant. <laughs> uh, Stacy did a great job. He's a good basketball coach, and, and uh, I was excited for him. Uh, but after that, we, we played UNO at, at New Orleans. We we go to McNeese this year, uh, and then we'll we'll go to Texas. To, to wrap up the, the non-conference portion of it. And then conference is going to be exciting too. We yeah. open, unfortunately, with six of eight on the road. Hmm. There are only two of the 14 teams that got that honor, <laughs> and we, we were one of them. James Madison, the other one, and both of us, I believe, are going to have really good teams. So it'd be interesting to see how we get through that portion of the schedule. And then the Southern Miss, George, is interesting because we've tried to play those guys for years, and Jay Ladner's a friend, He was at Southeastern Louisiana, did a great job there, and uh, goes to Southern Miss, and we wanted to wait for a year or so, and then we finally agreed to play two years ago, and COVID wiped that game out. Mm -hmm. It would have been here, so last year we go to Hattiesburg in the second game of the year and win, uh, and then they return the game the next year, and it's a conference game, (laughs) so we lost a home game, Uh in essence, by them joining the conference.
1: Uh Well, I guess, but at least you're playing. I think that's a good little rival game that can can, can kind of butt up. Don't go away, Coach. We're coming back. We're going to ask Coach Marlin a a little bit more about uh, this upcoming team uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, We'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, still joined by Bob Marlin, the head men's basketball coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And coach, uh, when we talk about uh, um, longevity in a career, you you and I kind of can talk about that. I've been here 20 years, and you've been here in in Louisiana at UL for 13 uh, seasons. Just what, what have you learned in that 13 years, in those 13 years about maybe the, the, the culture or something that you didn't know when you first got here? Uh, is there something that you can kind of tap on and go, man, I didn't know this, and I'm really glad I know it now.
3: You know, it's uh, a unique place, yeah. and driving through for years on I-10, stopping occasionally to, to go to the Cajun Dome, watch a uh, top 28. High school, yeah, sure. But I've done that a couple times, but really never explored uh, south of I-10 very much and uh, passed through here many times on the way back taking 90 and go down to Ambassador and take 90 to, to Nichols State when we used to play gotcha. that. So we've driven through here many times. But uh, just a unique and special place. The people are super passionate. Uh, the, they, they love the raging Cajuns. The culture is unbelievable. I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody loves music, everybody loves to eat, they love to get together, uh, and I thought COVID probably hurt the Cajuns as much as anybody, uh-huh. and so, but it's been a, a great situation here. We, we've had some improvements to the program. We're still making improvements to get caught up, and we're looking
1: forward to the future. When you talk about uh, the, the culture here, I mean, that, part of that, I'm, I'm curious to know this as a, as a basketball fan, what kind of talent, because you've been around, you, you've seen a lot of different uh, areas of high school talent and, and what goes into college. Is this, this area seems to be pretty rich with some quality basketball talent. Is that, is, am I reading that right?
3: Yeah, in Katyana, Anna, the, occasionally there's a, a really good player, I mean a, a high major player, a guy that we really need on our program. There are some other guys that, like Jalen Dalcourt, went off. To, to play junior college and then went to it wasn't a fit for us and then after a year at san jose state it was a fit for us and we were able to bring him back so timing's everything uh when you go about players and uh just found out yesterday george speaking of that corey davis uh jalen's brother you know signed with us and then wound up going to San jack to play for one of my former coaches and players and we were on the fence whether to bring him back because Frank Bartley was in that position and was excelling and wound up being the Louisiana Player of the Year, senior year, right. and uh, on a 27-win team. But those two guys are playing together now huh. in, in France, which is uh, quite quite a special <laughs> deal. Yeah. Uh, but there are some good players. Joe Charles, one uh, that that we recruited early, and we're fortunate enough to, to get a commitment early from Joe. We think he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, and one that we just lost to the seminary, Carter Domain. Uh, we we thought right. the world of Carter,
1: and uh, we certainly have missed him this fall. Absolutely. And so when you when you talk about uh, this upcoming season, obviously you set goals and you you kind of have those kind of laid out for uh, for your team. How do you approach that with a with regards to hey, here's what we want to do? Because I know coaches a lot of times just do your job and and. What'll happen? We will look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. Don't look at it, right? Is that how you approach this with goals as well? Uh, we set the goals and and we just kind of hit the ones as we come across through the season.
3: Absolutely, and it's you uh, know one game at a time, right? <laughs> right. But <laughs> sure. we have goals and standards that we try to reach every game, offensively and defensively. We know we've got to be a little bit better defensively than we were last year. Second half, especially, we lost some games that we. Uh, felt like we should, have, we should have won at least half of them. We lost two or three in a row a couple of times and it really hurt us. Uh, but we played our best down the stretch. But we have goals for sure that we're trying to reach. And, and our goal is the same every year. We want to go undefeated at home. We want to uh, win our conference championship, win our tournament championship, and win a couple of games in advance of Sweet 16.
1: Good stuff, coach. Well, hopefully, all that happens. The trip. That's going to bode well. I know we're going, to, we're going to be talking about that at the end of the year. We're, we're like, all right, the cadence are in it here. We're, we're rolling. We're some bell champs. NCAA tournament. Let's do it. I, it's been a while, so we need to try and get back. I, I, I need a trip.
3: Yeah, no doubt. We were close last year. You yes, know, we, we had a great yes. run, and yeah. and uh, yeah. a lot of yeah. things going on with me personally during that time. But we we were able to sure. to, to get to the championship game and just get lost to a team that. Played better than we did that night. A bunch of super seniors that returned to win the championship,
1: and they did. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. Always appreciate you stopping by, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, George. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.